My dear friends, on this Christmas Day, let me bring you back to that first Christmas that happened 2,000 years ago. Imagine that you're a shepherd. You live near the city of Bethlehem and you bring your sheep every morning out into the fields to graze. You wear maybe a rough tunic. You wear some mantle, perhaps made with the skin of a sheep. And you have a cane and a belt that goes around your waist with a little bag for what is necessary. Now you know your sheep very well. You have named them all and you take them always to nice places where there is a lot of grass. Now this obviously takes you sometimes further and further away from town. And some nights, like this one, you have to sleep out in the fields. You have been walking too far in order to feed the sheep tonight. Now, you're a good Israelite, you're a good guy. You go to the temple to make your offerings, poor though they may be. You're only young, but you still have tried to remember the commandments given to God by Moses and the prayers your parents taught you. And as you prepare to rest tonight, this beautiful, clear night, dark, but with stars shining, before you go to sleep, you kneel down to pray. The Pharisees pray standing, but they are learned and holy men. You are nothing but a servant. You are only a shepherd, someone unworthy to pray, and you just can't see yourself standing while praying. You have to kneel. And as you do, you begin that prayer that your mother taught you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. Three times you call him Lord, and yet you say he's one. You continue the prayer, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart. But as you pray in this peaceful night, and you are so tired that you are almost falling asleep, something suddenly brings you out of your drowsiness. There is a light in front of you, small at first, but very bright. And it gets bigger and bigger and comes closer and closer to you. You are afraid. Your heart starts beating very fast. Your knees are shaken in the ground and your hands are cold, but clasped against one another. What is this that you are seeing in front of you? As you are terrified within the light and from it, you see the figure of a very beautiful, but very powerful person. His face is filled with majesty. You become terrified because the power that this person has is so strong, it fills you with a great fear, a great reverence. You bring your face down towards the ground and don't dare look up. But as you do, you hear a kind voice, almost of a young man that says, don't fear. You slowly look up and as soon as those words sounded in your ears, the fear has left your soul. Your heart is still pounding, but now you know that whatever this is, is something good, it's something from God. Fear not, the person says, for behold, I bring you news of great joy for all the people. For this day is born to you a Savior, the Messiah you have been waiting for, Christ the Lord. You immediately start thinking, I'll have to go back to Bethlehem, probably to the house of a great soldier. Maybe he's in the house of a great prince. Will they let me in? Perhaps he's in Jerusalem, in the house of the great priest, maybe in the palace. I won't be able to see him. Perhaps if I go, I'll see him at a distance. 
But the person interrupts your thinking. It's nothing like that. No, he says. This will be the sign for you. You will find the infant wrapped in cloth diapers. You won't find him in a great house. You won't find him surrounded by riches. He won't even have a cradle. Instead, you will find the infant laying in a manger. There where beasts eat. And as he says this, a beautiful song sounds in your ears, harmonies of thousands of people singing a beautiful hymn you have never heard before. And as you're hearing this hymn, the light fades and the darkness of the night comes back and you're suddenly back to what seems reality. And your first thought is, am I crazy? What was all that? It must have been a dream, but it was so real. You're still kneeling. But then you look at your friends close to you. Then you look at a distance. There is a couple shepherds running towards you, shouting the same things. The people next to you are just as surprised as you are. Everybody saw the same thing. Everybody heard it. You start changing words and asking, did you hear this? Did you hear that? And they say, yes, we heard the same. And then you all get together and you all immediately run in that direction that the angel pointed out. And as you run, you come to see this small cave barely five feet tall. There's a light coming from it, and so you run towards it. But as you come in, you see there is no fire. Yet there is a light. But this light seems to come from a child who is, as the angel told you, laying in a manger. Next to the child, you see this beautiful young lady kneeling. She keeps caring for the child, but she doesn't remove him from the manger. Her feet are bare, small. Her clothes are very poor. Her eyes remain lowly and you cannot see what color they are. Her face, however, is beautiful, but is so reserved that it forces you to look away almost as soon as you look at it for the first time. Next to her, a young man, strong. His hands are dried up by the sun, marked by work. His face is sunburned. He already has some white hair, but he doesn't seem to be older than 40. He's also very modest, very grave and recollected. So grave that it just the sight of him inspires respect. You look back at the baby and you see that there is something special about him. He lays in there in the cold with his arms outstretched. He's not like other newborn babies. He's clean. He's beautiful. He has a little bit of hair. But his eyes are not swollen and closed, as they usually are with newborn babies, but they're open and expressive. And it seems to you that he can think. It seems to you that he knows, and when you come, he looks at you in your eyes as if telling you, I'm glad you're here. You stand there and kneel with the other shepherds. You dare not approach. You stand at a distance. But then after a while, the little maiden, the mother, looks at you with her beautiful motherly eyes glowing with joy and she makes a sign to you. She wants you to hold the baby. You look back, maybe she's waving at some someone else? Me? Are you calling me? And, and You say, no, 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 I, I can't. But yes, she insists. She wants you to hold the baby. And you come trembling, just like you felt when you saw that angel, and you hold the baby in your arms. His eyes look deep into your soul, 
It is as if he could read everything in your life. And when you put your hand next to him, he grabs your finger with his arm, with his hand. And as you feel his hand holding on to you, you think to yourself, what a mystery. Your creator's hand is smaller than yours. His feet are so tiny you can grab them with your hand. To hold the hand that created the whole universe. And as you hold the child, you hear his heart beat, a strong beat. You hold him, but you feel as if you were being held by him. You hold the baby, but you feel like it is you that are the baby and he that is the father. You feel as if you were home, as if holding that child, you were back to your beginning. And that's when you realize that this child that you're holding is your God. My dear friends, as you approach communion today, close your eyes and become humble like that shepherd. Because that shepherd truly is you and me and each and every one of us. Today, when you approach the communion rail, approach that cave in Bethlehem. When you open your mouth and you receive the precious host, hold the baby, the same baby Jesus, in your arms. When you go back to your pews, close your eyes, and just like you would if you were there in the cave in Bethlehem, give him your love. Hold him close to your chest. Feel his heartbeat next to yours. Hold his little hands and look into his eyes and tell him that you love him. When you go to communion, see that baby in your arms and ask him to forgive you. Ask him to give you your, the gifts, all those gifts that you need the most. And most importantly, tell him thank you for having come to save you and having become a baby, a human, just for your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.